Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast, episode 322. I am your announcer, basically, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, Elsie Escobar, the lovely, the beautiful, the delicious Elsie Escobar. And our favorite editor ever, John Domingo. That was better than last week. Here we go. What did I say last week? I don't know. You were mad at me last week. I forget what it was for, but we're beyond that now. Because you were picking on me. I was. As we said in the, the episode, I wasn't, but okay. It's fine. Here. It's nice to see you guys. How's everybody? How was your weekend, Elsie? How was my weekend? I think Did it was good. Fun? I can't even remember it. That's. I'm not sure mm, if that's good or bad. I started to work out again. I, get, I, I had a lapse of like almost three weeks. Because it got too crazy busy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I did go out the, this last couple of days. And I did my little walk, run thing that I do. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think my brain really works when it's moving that way. Because I recorded a couple of things for She Podcast Live on my mm. voice notes. Where I was. Okay. I have to send them to you because it was just like. Ideas around particularly like thematic things, positioning and messaging and things that really just came to me while I was running. It always happens when I'm running. So the only thing that I hate is that there was something that I did that was, I, I was like, oh my God, I am brilliant. Like the copy that came out of me was, I don't even know. I was so excited and I, and I, I was running and I, this stuff was just coming out and I, there was a part of me that came I was outside of myself kind of going like, how is this even happening? Like I had, you know, those two little people talking to each other while the other me is talking. It was weird. But I was just like, this stuff is like, this is great. And I didn't capture it because the damn, there was a timer. The timer went off because I was also cooking. Because, of course, with my brain, I have to do 500 things at the same time. I can't just do one, right? So I'm not only writing copy while I'm running, but I'm listening to a podcast and I'm also cooking rice. So um, as (laughs) I put the timer for the rice and I had to come back. So I'm in the middle of the – I'm in the middle of the flow and the timer came on and then I just topped the timer, but I kept talking. And I didn't realize that when the timer came on, it stopped recording. It stopped the audio recording. And I was so upset. I was so upset. That's awful. It is awful because you can't repeat that. Like I just thought like – The Jews would call a shandal. Which so means a shame and yet angry it's a about it. That's a shanzel, honey. That's 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 a shanzel. Anyway, so we have a new bed. So okay. a couple things happened this weekend. First of all, we got a new bed. Mm-hmm. We actually got a normal bed, but it didn't come in time. In fact, something else came in time. So they sold us that instead. I feel very strange on this bed. I've always wanted a bed like this, and yet I was so uncomfortable with having it. And I don't know if it's like a money block or if I'm just fussy and I didn't know. But we've had the same mattress for like 10, you know, it's 10 years, whatever. And so we have to get rid of it because Scott was like, we, we were just, it was just damaged for whatever reason. Yeah. The one that came is an adjustable bed. Okay. Adjustable. Like okay. singly, not 
whole bed adjustable. But like I can be laying down while he's reclining like in a lounge chair. He can sit all the way up like with a computer. Like it's fully separated adjustable. And it has a massage function. Okay. Which I do not like. I mean, I thought I've always looked at these beds and been like, I want that so bad. I think that would be so cool to just be able to sit up like a. Have, it's like they even have a mode called lounge where it just makes your bed into a lounge chair, puts your feet like this and your head like this. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah, I have the same thing. I, I the, love and, it. Uh, I just bought one. I, you yeah, do? I just bought one. I, 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 I love, love, love it. Love, 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 love it. it. I, I cannot get it right. <laughs> so far, I cannot. I can't get it right. My lower back is like okay, more up. Okay, more down. Up, down. Up, down. Feet up. No, that's not right. Feet down. Okay, that's right. I can't get it down. right. I'll get it right for a little while, and then I'll want to shift. I want to shift my body, and then I have to do it all over Fabulous. again. Okay, flatter. Okay, higher. Higher, flatter. Flatter, higher. Higher, flatter. No. It's like it's like a night. It's not a nightmare. It's a it's a blessing, of course, and but it just is like I don't know why I can't seem to get it right because I'm I'm sad because I've always wanted Do one you, of these. But Scott was just like, "There's no need to be sad. We're never taking it back. So you have to get used to it." And I was like, "Okay, I guess." Do you um, okay. adjust yourself like that anywhere else? Like if you are like no. let's say in an airplane or you're in one of those cars that have all the things you know the mm, yeah i would say i fidget enough i fidget it's not it's not obsessive right. like it seems to be with the yeah. bed but yeah i will i'll get into a car and like if i'm too far away from the dash i have to move up or if i'm reclining yeah i do i do so that i'm comfortable problem. i have to be comfortable and i have to feel relaxed it is totally a first yeah. world problem i mean i'm 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 not just i have that. naughty thoughts saying, i have naughty thoughts mm. Okay. Would you like to share them? Should I? It's your show. Well, I wonder how nice it would be to be able to have, you know, really interesting. Like repositions? Relations. Relations in there. Because it's like, I can kind of see how neat it would be to like, you don't have to like use your, you know. Yes, I will say this. I mean, wow. She got enthusiastic. That's what it sounds like most of the time. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it sounds like. No, I mean, I I can't talk about this in too much detail because my husband doesn't like when I dish about our intimate life. But I can say that it is helpful for certain things that per, perhaps, you know, not as comfortable prior to having the bed. Okay, great. Because I would that. think that it would, it, does take work the, out in that it way. would take the pressure off of having to use arms and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's specifically like, I mean, if you have a partner who is particularly tall or particularly short, or if you are, you know, or if you, for whatever reason, like, like, for example, Scott and I are, are similar height, but like my legs are longer than his, which is kind of, str- you know, like, he, I'm not taller yet, but I might be getting taller. But I can reach things that I can reach things that he can't reach because he's lower to the ground because his short, legs are shorter. <laughs> so and that so like something there has been rectified in certain right. ways of the bed. Like that's helpful. It is. I would helpful. think that it would be kind of helpful. That's uh, I don't know what it, it says is. about me lately, but that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, leverage. No, what's the first thing I thought of? And I thought of it. You know, just yeah, it helps. 
It does help with certain. It's. I mean, if it helps with if nothing more variety, okay. right? Even if it's even if if it's, if it's not particularly helpful, it's still different, Correct. and therefore, therefore, it's helpful, helpful. right? Yeah. So. Anything different after 16 years is like an adventure. It's exciting and <laughs> right? new, yes. So that was my hold your own leg up. Yes, I can hold my own leg up. I mean, yes. It's tiring. Of course. I'm too tired to it hold my own. I'm going to need a yoga strap. I'll just be like this to hold my leg up. Yeah, I mean, that would actually also be helpful, a yoga strap. Because honestly, if you don't, if you get tired, you then you just fold yourself <laughs> in half. You can't rest while you're holding your legs up. And you're like, uh-oh, here we go. Wait a minute. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny because it's true. Well, no. I know. You're just like, if you give up, you give up. It's like, oh, my God. They look down and see this. (laughs) You're in trouble. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. Totally. Anyway, well, thank the Lord you've got a new bed. This is fantastic. I've been thinking about getting a new bed, and I've never had a new bed. So... This is my second new bed in, I guess, 10 years. We got one when we moved in here, and now we have another one. Swell.life is another one of our sponsors today, and we want to tell you all about them because Swell.life is a it's an app for your phone, and it's meant to be a home for your voice when you're not on stage. So basically, you can capture your life in audio, thoughts, moments, photos, feelings, opinions, and experiences using your own voice. You can use it as a personal audio diary. You can use it as a little bit of extra behind the scenes for your audience. Um, it's going to be like an audio portfolio, so maybe a quick way for you to allow people to explore your voice and your ideas, especially if you want people to get to know you through your voice, which for me has been very beneficial. As soon as I started podcasting, people realized finally that I was hilarious and intelligent. And that's all we can ever ask for. So, I mean, even if it's a facade, which I won't comment on. (laughs) So Swell can be public and private. You can create invite-only groups. You can also just let it free ball for everybody. And also you can discover a whole new world of audio and people's thoughts and feelings and opinions. They're having really interesting conversations on there. Um, You get a little link so you can share your Swellcast link with your fans and followers. Um, It's perfectly free. There's never going to be an ad on there. So please check it out. Swell.life. You will love it. It's super cool. And thank you to them for sponsoring. I think that's the first time I've ever heard free ball in an ad. In an ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at Patrick. Just call me free. Mrs. Yeah. Just Bum. call me Jessica Stern. The other thing that happened was that like we like collective me, my friends and I had a party on Saturday for our friend who passed away from um, breast cancer. I don't know how we pulled it off, but like seven women each took a part of the event planning experience and just owned okay. it. So like I ordered the food. Someone else was in charge of getting like we, there's a service here called Wing Mom that you can pay to just run errands and do stuff. So wing mom picked up the liquor and then another wing mom got the desserts. And then another wing mom was like working the tables and making sure that people could eat the food. You know, it was like, it was amazing. It was like a well-oiled machine that somehow became, I don't know, a well-oiled machine that like erupted from chaos. It was chaos. Like it felt like chaos putting it together. Last weekend, I spent six hours working on the menu and trying to figure out because also it's one of those things where like, and I don't know what exactly I've learned from this, but maybe you guys can help me. So like we had an, a Facebook event because most of the people that were connected with her were in a Facebook group about her. You know, she started a group about her breast cancer news. And then so we started a Facebook event in that group. But then also we had an event bright for people who weren't on Facebook. 
So as a result, we weren't sure how many people were coming. You're never really sure how many people are coming, but it's like 50 over here and 75 <gasps> over here. And you're like, oh, my God, is it 125 or is it just 50? Oh, right. Or You know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like it was it was really hard because also sometimes with a Facebook event, you'll mark yourself as going even if you're not sure you're going to support the event. Correct. Right. So that's not reliable. So what happened? I mean, what happened was we ordered food for about 100 people and it all went. I don't really know how many people were there, but all I know is we didn't have – we didn't run out and we didn't have too much. It was like the perfect amount. So I'm very okay. proud of that because somehow I guessed with my friend Lauren, we guessed how much food would be there. We did have what I would consider to be a fuckload of alcohol left over. Wow. And that's because like we had a we had, my friend who used to be a bartender was like, OK, you need this many cases and this many packs of beer. Well, it ended up to be 60 bottles of wine. Lauren and I were like. Is that like one bottle per person? That can't be right. That can't be right. But then the people at the liquor store said it was right, and my friend was right. So, I mean, it might have been right, but I now have 20 oh, bottles of wine my in my fridge and two cases of well, beer. Maybe- so I'm obviously having another party right. soon. I don't know when, but And soon. also that maybe it's just because people have, been, have just not been working that much, drinking that much. Mind you, though, I would not have wanted to everybody to drink all the alcohol. How would they get home? I mean, right. I don't, I don't know. know either. I didn't know that. I mean, the only people I knew there were the people that helped me plan it. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't really know anyone. So I was just kind of like, it was a beautiful day. I mean, it was just nice to be outside. Oh, and it so was outside. Was Holy, nice, that's pretty admirable. Just the, just thinking about more than 50 people is already stressing Setting me up out. tables, linens, flowers, oh. cups. I know. I I'm. I could. You guys watch. She'll start. I am. I'm already. T- I, I'm having a little bit of a. If I start. If I start. If I start listing all the details, she's gonna. She's gonna like. I get am a gonna start twitching. This is insane. So I'll. I'll spare you, Elsie. But it was a lot of work. But um, I feel a little more confident in my. Well, in my CEO, I did learn also that I'm truly not an event planner. I employ an event planner. That's what I'm good okay. at. Choosing an event planner to plan for our ideas. Because I don't think that I can – like some people are like, oh, there's an event. I'll make a spreadsheet. And they know exactly what to put in that spreadsheet. Like I don't. I just start exploding with possibility and then I'm like, is anyone writing this down? Because it wasn't me. I didn't write anything down. You made an amazing thing come together last year. And the, also the I have seen you plan parties. Whereas yeah, I – true. You know how I've handled my, my maybe couple of – birthday gatherings that we've done here where it's like we don't even have chairs and then randy's response is like have them bring their own and i go okay <laughs> i don't know if that's cultural or not i'm not saying it's hispanic culture because i know better i know Hispan- believe me where i come from it is not what- it's definitely not hispanic culture my my mother would call it goyam Goyam means non-Jews, right? So like so like if you're Goyam, maybe you don't know to bring a hundred chairs or to get food, you know, or to make sure that everyone has ice. You know, like sometimes people forget stuff my or dad. Yeah. My dad's the ice man. Like since birth, I've been going to my grandmother's house every Sunday for brunch. I've been to like not even big parties, but like Jews are always having like every holiday is a giant food that party. That is what Latinos are like. Latkes, matzo balls. It's just that I never particularly resonated with that. Okay, but you must have paid attention long enough to be like, does someone need a cup or ice or a fork? I mean, you must, 
you know, know what people need in order to sit and enjoy themselves, right? Yes, that is what my mom and dad take care of. And most yeah, people do. You said chairs and he was like, everyone bring their own. And nothing about that was abnormal. To, you must have been like, all right. No, because listen, I again, somebody else took care of all that stuff before, right? Like chairs just yes. appeared. Food just appeared. True. Somebody got the dessert. Somebody did. I was never part of the planning aspect of it. I just know that all the things showed up. And here's the other thing. It's like if you're having to plan something that you really don't want to do it's a really tough, it's kind of hard to do. No, my mother forced me to do it. She had Thanksgiving every year and every year she was like, here, polish the silverware. Dana, go get the linens. Yeah, my mom you know, And then not. she would just like over and over. Oh, God, I was forced to help. Because there were all of these families that were already doing the things. Yeah, you know? I mean, right. You guys have more of a collaborative party experience. Yeah, everybody did, everybody does all the things. So In my culture, whoever's hosting bears the brunt. You know, so you kind of take Yeah, turns. everybody did all the stuff. And and again, I think it's just a, I don't know. I just wouldn't. I don't know. I would, I can't, I can't even. But but our event, it will not be that way. Speaking of our event, no, have you bought your tickets to She Podcast Live, everybody? ShePodcast.com slash live. You need to get your tickets to get going to this thing. I'm already getting super excited. I'm already planning. I'm already choosing the things. Um, I'm already you centering into shopping? the type of experience that I am going to be having in this place. And I'm getting incredibly excited by the entire, even just possibility of it. I'm so excited. And then we see a glimpse of the, of the visuals. And it's like, I can barely contain my own breath. Because it's like one thing in your head. And then it's quite another when you're like, ooh, fluffy, ooh, pretty, you know. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, so yeah, so... We've announced our first round of speakers. I don't know if we're going to have a second round, but we have to decide soon because um, I'm putting the agenda together already and it's turning out really well. So like Dawn Frazier is coming and she um, has a, a show, Barbershop Stories, and she'll be doing storytelling workshop again. Molly Ruland, Imposter Syndrome Isn't Real. She is the CEO of HeartCast Media and she kind of like moved her life around twice this past year. I think she moved to, from D.C. to Carolina, then from Carolina to Costa Rica. Audrey Belkerney is going to be talking about launching a hyper-local podcast and becoming an influencer. Michelle Levitt, who is marketing communications for Heil, is going to be doing a Microphones 101 session. Dr. Anise Mabry, who's one of my favorite people in the world um, out of Georgia, um, she's doing a podcasting after pod fading, How Do You Come Back? So she had a podcast for a really long time and an online radio show through Blog Talk Radio. And then she got very busy. She's got a couple doctorates under her belt and she runs a charity and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm excited to hear about how she's going to fit podcasting back into all of that. And then we have Andrea Clunder, who is doing a session on values-based podcasting, crafting a show of significance. So, I mean, all those sessions sound amazing, and we'll keep letting you know a little slice as we go through the show. If you want to learn more, yes, as Elsie said, go to shootpodcast.com slash live. And can I just like burst into the next thing or no? Yes, burst into it. So this brings us into another conference, Podcast Movement. First of all, if you haven't gotten your tickets to Podcast Movement, you can get a ticket by using the code SHEPODCAST and you will get a pretty good chunk off. He told me it's one of the, it's like maybe the highest 
discount, $50 or something like that off your ticket, which is significant. And then um, we are hosting a networking party Wednesday night from 5 to 7 in the Delta Ballroom for women and non-binary podcasters. It's a shindig because we're in Nashville. So bring your cowboy hat. I have a cowboy hat that I got in Dallas, as a matter of fact. And we are going to have cocktails for you. We're going to have nashis and snacks for you. We're going to be giving away prizes for you. You're going to get to connect with all kinds of people, future collaborators, future partners, friends that you haven't seen in a million years. It's going to be so fun. Our parties are always fun, aren't they? They are always fun. And they always, yes, they always end up being a lot more than what we even imagined. So true. <laughs> Every gathering we have, we imagine one thing and it becomes like, oh my gosh, this was such magic. Yes, it's it's going to be amazing. So please, if you're coming to Podcast Movement, put it on the schedule. And why not RSVP? Shepodcast.com slash shindig, S-H-I-N-D-I-G. All right. So I think we're trying to, we're ready to move into. Why don't we just go ahead and move into some news? The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Oh my gosh, so holy cats, we were talking about this last week, uh, about Jerry Eaton moving away from Apple Podcasts and that she left and we didn't know what she was doing and she was there for a year. And we covered that just in the last episode. And I think that maybe just two, like midweek, we find out that she was hired by Netflix. Netflix. How exciting is that? Had the lead of podcasting operations over there. Holy. Wow. Monkeys. Holy monkeys. Monkeys, too, Elsie. Congrats. My favorite. Yes. Congratulations. There was like a lot of coverage on this move. Like the the link that I have is from Bloomberg, but it was everywhere. She's taking a little bit of a break and then um, she is coming back in to kind of take a look-see at all of the stuff that's going on in there for uh, Netflix podcasts. So it's, it's a big deal because they've never had a, a, a director of podcast before. You are they've correct. Never had, they've never had someone... And actually, do they have any now podcasts yes. of their own? Yes, they do. They do. Okay. Yes, they do. They have quite a slate of different types. They've had them for a while, okay. but there hasn't been like Someone I think that it. there's a lot of different. Um, it's it's kind of like a disparate type of endeavor. I'm not sure everything is wholly pulled together here, but it is quite an interesting move. I mean, for for them to do this, and also you know investing so heavily in podcasting. I am all in for this. I am super stoked to have her do this and see what happens on Netflix. Because I do feel that there is a lot of potential on Netflix for podcasts. For sure. I mean, and let's just say their content on TV is friggin' cool. It is. So I can only imagine that their podcasts are going to be equally as friggin' cool. Yeah. And also, I mean, but even just starting at the basic stuff, just the fact that they have these amazing like original Netflix shows that can have components of their shows is just brilliant. I mean, just that aspect of it without creating original content. Although now, you know, I did read an article just 
I was a little miffed about it because I did. Why? I felt like the title was a little bit misleading. It had, it said, I, I can't even tell you what the title was, but I read it anyway because I was intrigued by the conversation around Sounds it. Sounds like a hate read, kind of like a hate It was watch. a hate read. It was a hate read <laughs> yeah. because I, I can say this. It had something to do with not just creating content that is audio centric, meaning that folks are going to be in the podcasting industry and I co-sign on this that there is going to be more elements like what we're doing right now, where video is going to be part of the podcast experience, where video is going to become as strong as possibly the audio. And we might have folks that show up and watch us live here all the time, and they never listen to our show, but they're going to be big fans of She Podcast regardless, right? So there are going to be lots of different things that can stem from that, and we can't just separate them from each other. So I do feel that that's going to be happening more and more and more. But what he said is that it was more of a, as a commodity, that he was saying how now that Netflix has somebody that is creating, that is like head of podcasting in there, that one of their strategies is going to be to create original content for them, which duh, right? With the hope, and this is the thing that made me kind of like get a little miffed Mm -hmm. with the eye towards creating a film or a series i mean why not why does that make you miffed because that's how they work now if people are into it they make a podcast like dirty john but there are some things that just don't okay let's go ahead and move from this conversation because i think it goes really straight into the conversation about catch and kill actually it fits right in Let's go ahead and talk about Catch and Kill because this is exactly what's happening with Catch and Kill. Mm-hmm. So Catch and Kill first was a book. Ronan Farrow wrote a book about the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Have you read the book? Because I have not. I have not read the book. No. Then the theme became a podcast. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have listened to the entire series, and yes, I this loved amazing. it. Amazing! Okay, it I was great. It. Okay, good. It was great. Good to know. And now they're creating a documentary series off of Catch and Kill. I mean, what is wrong with that? It's the biggest story to come out of Hollywood I understand in that. years. If and not Hold ever. Up. Ronan is so cute, Patrick. You know what I think? Tell me if I'm wrong, Patrick. I have compared over and over and over. There's no way that's Woody Allen's kid. No friggin way he has got to be the product of mia and um sinatra because he's so hot and and woody allen is not hot in any way shape or form at the very least he should look awkward but he does not he is not awkward he is beautiful and and yeah you know that's sinatra's kid i mean anyway okay go ahead oh sorry so i am now going to just read a paragraph again straight up this is in the Hollywood Reporter, okay? Because this, this to me, was fant- a fantastic summary of why I think sometimes this isn't going to wor- work. Okay, so here it goes. Quote, you might say, so what's the point in watching? And I'd mention the unintentional comedy of the director's use of broad documentary style B-roll, the sort of imagery that's been entrenched in the genre for so long and probably should have been phased out after two seasons of The American Vandal. Take the sequence where Gutierrez talks about meeting with the NYPD, the director's dutifully cut to a gauzy close-up of a badge. 
And then she talks about giving a statement, and they cut to a close-up of a coffee mug with a pencil and pad in the background. And then somebody mentions that she got a call on her cell phone, and they cut to an entirely unrelated buzzing cell phone. This is not visual storytelling. Yes. It's thumb twiddling. Yes. And there's all, all and there's a lot of it. It will probably make you giggle. And if it does, that will happen in inappropriate places, given that absolutely nothing in Pharaoh's saga is meant to be funny. So no, that's nothing. what you'll miss if you treat HBO's Catch and Kill as a podcast. Over the entire three hours, there wasn't a single time I thought, that's an aesthetically interesting or smart way to visualize something. <laughs> End quote. So this is what I'm getting at. So yes, the funny. fact that there, it's like, there was no new way of telling this story. What was that one about? Um, it wasn't Dr. Death. What was the other one? Was it? Do- no, it wasn't Dr. Beth. It was D- the one Dirty with. Dirty John. Dirty John. Dirty John. Okay. Mm-hmm. I loved listening to Dirty John too. I listened to the whole thing. And then it was made into a series. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the series. But okay. it was a scripted, it was a scripted series. It wasn't a. Documentary. A documentary style. And I think. That what it's going to do, though, Jess, is that I think people like you, not to say people like you in a bad way, people like you that tend to possibly not listen to podcasts, you might really get the idea off of this documentary series and the documentary. But not as good? No, you'll do it because this it's as good if you're watching it, if you've watched it for the first time. But a lot of these documentaries, I just put in my ears and I don't watch it because the visuals don't add anything. Really? But I'm very visual. I have to see. I want to see. See, see, see. So I, I mean, just, right. But, the, I, but the, I will say this. It is very annoying when shows do this. Another show that's really guilty of this made me stop watching was American Idol. They do a lot of like visual thumb twiddling where they show you the person walking into the audition, standing in front. Then they show you where they're from. Then they show you the parents and they show you the kids and they show you their high school. And it's like fucking get to it. Yep. For the love of all that is holy. And I don't want to watch something that's doing a lot of visual thumb twiddling because it's annoying. Right. I just want the juice and I want it now. And I think that they have enough of that because when they recorded what they recorded, they have a lot of first, I don't even, what I don't know what the uh, t- term is, but you know, when you actually get somebody on tape and that's why the podcast is so powerful because they have these folks on tape and they are telling their story. So it's not just Ronan talking about it. It is the other people, he in conversation with them, which works really well for audio. So anyway, I think that there's a time and a place for these things. I just don't think that you can think about, again, thinking about our show. I feel the She Podcasts could be like a talk show type of style show, right? And we could be a type of sitcom, right? Those are two yes, separate. Easily, sort of, easily. You know what I mean? Like those two things could be developed into its own thing. But I don't think that it could just work as it stands. And there are some things that you just can't do that with. You, you, you just can't. And I think that Catch and Kill had the opportunity to possibly be a little something more. I would rather have seen like a – you know, one of those TV of the week things like mystery of the week, like totally scripted, somebody playing all the parts. I don't know. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. I Anywho. Think, I mean, yeah, I agree. But also, this is not a story that you can make into fiction because it's so terrible. 
It is totally terrible. You are correct. Like, it's traumatizing. Like people have come out with all their trauma. You know, I mean, Dirty John, isn't that fiction or is that a real no, story? No, dude, it actually happened. But like you can buy the rights to one person's story about it, kind of like the act, right? Where um, they bought the rights or maybe they didn't. They just did an un, you know, an, an uncopywritten version of like the mom who made her kid be sick. Munchausen by proxy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that documentary was like it's, the documentary is crazy. But but Patricia Arquette is amazing as D, and watching it happen was amazing. Oh, I did not watch the movie. You must. It's on Hulu, and you must. I think with Harv, it's just too many people. It's too yeah. many women. It's everyone. It's the whole world. It's Twitter. How do you serialize that? Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, plus we're all still kind of living through it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, Dirty John is these other stories are like a one off specific, you know, like, Amy. Do you remember, or probably not because you didn't watch TV, but like when we were young, do you remember Joey and Amy, but Joey? um, I do remember that story. Uh huh. So I remember at one point on the networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, three different takes on it TV movies. Yeah. One starring Alyssa Milano, in fact. I know. (laughs) <laughs> of the story. And I mean, I don't know if any of them bought the rights or if, or if Amy and Joey got any of that money, but it's crazy, right? So crazy. I don't think they do that as much anymore. But mind you, remember they when they did the Fry documentaries, like Hulu came out with one. Who was the other place? You said Fry. Do you mean Fire Festival? Fire, Fire Festival? Sorry, yeah. The Fry Festival. Fry Festival. Which actually I'd prefer to go to. Fire. Yeah, Alyssa Milano was the best one. Yeah, the Fire Festival had two, right? There was one on Hulu, one on Netflix. Yeah. And honestly, the one on Hulu actually had billy mcfarland whatever his name is but i enjoyed it much less netflix was much more dramatic yeah and it had a lot of people who were kind of going behind billy's back and like spilling their guts like people who worked for him in marketing and like his event planning agency like you got to hear the dirt and then the one that he was involved with he probably had a say on what everyone said so it was like way watered down well, you know, the other thing that actually really worked as well is Wondery did one on WeWork, on the stuff that happened with WeWork. Who? Um, what do you mean? Wondery. Oh. The WeWork podcast. I don't remember what it was called, but oh. it told a story about WeWork. And I was riveted by that. And then there was a documentary. I forgot in which one of them. And I, because I had listened to the podcast, I decided to watch this documentary and then watching what I knew and then watching it now visually and seeing the dude, the CEO guy, even though it was a different take, I was riveted by that entire thing. I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, these people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the type of angle that it moves into. But I think the entire conversation, though, about this whole podcast into something else or something else into a podcast, because it can go both ways now, Mm -hmm. there's like, there's going to be more of a, I have a feeling in mainstream media or in the way, in the way you're going to be pitching things now to the industry, to wherever it is that you're going for, I think that you need to have podcasts in your back pocket here or have the ability to pitch it as something more. Like we start mm-hmm. with the podcast. Yeah. And this is the thing. And we do it and we release it like this and we build the blah, blah. And then we start the series or we start the movie or the other way around where it's like we start the film and then we veer off into the podcast aspect of it. We're going to create these separate ones and this is going to be the thing. And 
So I think that that's going to be a pitch for a lot of these things. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. people like, you know, call her daddy, get some kind of talk show. Like, that's what I'm thinking she's going to get. I think yeah. she's going to get like late night. Eventually, uh, she's going to be having some kind of late night talk show. That'd be awesome. And she, you know, she'll she'll move into that thing. Speaking of that, because I'm so obsessed. <laughs> and because we have a live thing happening very soon. She did yes. her very first meetup with the daddies, which are her which are her audience, and she did a very first meetup in Chicago where she had a meetup with just a f- small crew of people that she did a really fantastic job marketing. I'm just sharing this because of the Who marketing. Who are you talking about? Who she? Alexandra Cooper from Call Her Daddy. You didn't say that, did you? Yes, I did. I just transitioned and she said speaking of Call Her Daddy, Oh, I missed the Alexandra part. So Alex Cooper just did her very first meetup post-pandemic in Chicago. She did this really fun thing where she said, when we land in Chicago, the first X amount of DMs are going to get a location and you guys get to come and hang out with just me. And I think it was a really small, intimate group of daddies. And daddies are, for sure, young women, which follow her. Um, Very cute ones. And they did a karaoke somewhere. I don't know what it was. It was something small and private. And then she did, she gets questions of the week. And every one of her episodes, she gets questions of the week. And then at the end of the episode, she'll cover, you know, she'll answer questions that her audience sends her. So she did a live questions of the week in Chicago. There were people stopping people from climbing up on the stage. She said, like, it was insane. Like, she had so many people. And I would say, I would say 90% of them were young, late teens, early 20s, very cute young ladies. You know, Alex is not taking, I I meant to tell you this because I know you're going to be disappointed. She's not taking speaking gigs right now. So maybe we can get her next year. We were looking to have her this year, but we can't because she's not, she's either not speaking or she's not traveling. Right she now. could do a meetup. She just did. She was in Chicago. She is 100% a member of the Daddy Gang. I am a Daddy Gang member. I totally am. That's so okay. gross. Anyway, mm-hmm. shall we move from that? Don't tell me gross. Daddy Gang sounds gross. I don't yeah, care what you're, you Yeah, but you're because, okay, you don't know the Daddy Gang. I don't. Exactly. Nor do I intend to. Exactly. I know who All might right. be really excited about her being in the Daddy Gang. Mr. Elsie. Oh. oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's even like I, I don't think he could yeah, no. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Podpage, Pod which is our page. first uh sponsor of the episode, Podpage. So what is Podpage? Well, if you go to shepodcast.com slash podpage, you will find out. It is a software as a service that allows you to create beautiful podcast websites in five minutes or less. I have proven this. I did it. So we're not just reading the sales page or blowing smoke up your ass. I've actually created a podcast website in under five minutes. It has, it's specifically for podcasters. So it has episode pages, media players, transcripts, guest profiles. You also can hook up a billion things to it. AWeber, ConvertKit, MailChimp, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Analytics. You import your feed from Apple Podcasts or you just get the feed. Um, it also hooks up to all the monetizational things. What the <laughs> fuck is so funny? I can't see you because I'm looking at the thing. So I don't know what's funny. 
I'm looking at the chat, just catching up on all the stuff that people were doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> saying there, and I'm laughing because some of these guys are crazy, and they're they they're, they're pretty funny. Anyway, also continue. you can monetize through Podpage by hooking up with Patreon, Supercast, Buy Me a Coffee, and more. Um, people friggin' love it because building a pod, I mean, building a website is friggin' hard. If you don't know code, you don't know where to start. Um, it can be very overwhelming. You end up using like a host's website um, solution, which is often terrible and not flexible. This is something that you can easily theme to match your branding and everything. It's very cool. So please go to uh, shepodcast.com forward slash pod page and check it out. We love it. It's amazing. So uh, first, Troy, I want to give you a shout out here. Um, just in the fact that he mentioned the alligator and Loki, he said that he'd listen to alligator Loki every week. I think that that would be one of the best podcasts that there could be. In fact, he alligator Loki would probably have interviews with the other Lokis and there would be really fantastic podcast. Yes. And then he also coined Troy, um, said that. <laughs> When Jess gets rolling and drifts from the mic and then Elsie mm-hmm. gets excited and screams into the thing. I thought that was pretty hilarious. It's pretty funny because it's true. It's Yeah, exactly. So it, that's because we are a, a ball of opposition that just magically always works yeah. together. Yes, thank God. I just want to let you all know that I am doing, and I'm sorry, folks, who are not in the She Podcast group, but you will get access to this afterwards but i am going live every thursday evening and as jess but jess you can talk about this afterwards but i'm going live every thursday evening inside of the she podcast group to just Mm -hmm. report on the news yes and answer some key questions that might come up or whatever any kind of analysis or anything specific so i'll be there for less than 30 minutes so my hope is to not make it's not a long thing 30 minutes every thursday and then what i'm doing is i'm grabbing that content and and I'm sticking it into the Facebook page afterwards and also in Instagram Live. So Instagram Live is going to have this afterwards and you'll have all of the information that comes to it. Anyway, Jess, what are you doing on Wednesdays? Wednesdays at 7 p.m. I'm going to be going live in the group to talk about She Podcast Live, answer any questions, tell you some secrets that are coming up, um, introduce you to speakers and just you know, tell you about the event, get everybody psyched up for it. It's going to be really fun. So please join me in the group, She Podcast group, uh, 7 p.m. EST. EST. (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll just sign them on out now. All right. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to She Podcast. If you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at She Podcast. You can also go to our website and get all the links we talked about today in our show notes at ShePodcast.com. If you have any feedback for us, you can send it to feedback at ShePodcast.com. And also, don't forget to get your tickets to She Podcast Live, ShePodcast.com slash live. Thank you again for being here with us. We love seeing you. We love talking to you. We love being Hazed by you. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love you. Mean it. Bye.